Hey, I hope you're having a great day today. Welcome to Daily Dose. Hope you join us today as we dive into scripture and we take a look at what God's word has to say for us today. Hey, how are you doing today? It is November 22nd and welcome to Daily Dose. You ever thought to yourself, man, I would love to be a pastor. Today, I want to talk about a few conditions uh, that are involved in leadership. And before I even get to scripture, I want to go ahead and let you know that serving in ministry is not a decision that you make. It is a decision that God makes for you. Uh, In fact, I was told very early on in my ministry, if you could do anything else, go and do it. If you could literally do anything else in the world, if you have any other kind of skill, any other kind of ability, go and do it. The problem was that God gave me no other discernible skills. I can't fix cars. I can't do any really kind of handiwork. I I have no good skills. I am a... uh, a dabbler in several things, but a master at none. So today we're going to talk about the preconditions that that Paul lays out for leadership. If you have your Bible, open with me to 1 Timothy chapter 3. Read with me in verse 1. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach, the husband of one wife. Sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not a violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well, with all the dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? He must not be a recent convert or have become puffed up with conceit, therefore to fall to condemnation of the devil." Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, so that he may not fall into disgrace or into the snares of the devil. Deacons must likewise be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine, nor greedy for dishonest gain. They must hold the mystery of the faith with clear conscience, and let them also be tested. First, then, let them serve as deacons. If they prove themselves blameless, the wise likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be husbands of one wife, managing their children with their own households well. For those who serve well as deacons gain good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Jesus Christ. So I want you to take a few moments and just absorb the moral expectations that are presented in this passage. How do you respond to this? We we talk about all these things. You have to be above uh, reproach, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, drunkard, no anger. All these things into the office of an overseer or a pastor. And so can I I let you in on a little secret today? Uh, I'm not perfect at managing my household all the time. There are sometimes Brittany and I have disagreements on a few things, but at the end of the day, we both love God so much that we put aside whatever differences we have for the sake of God. Uh, you know, parenting was one of those things. 
our parenting styles are completely different because we came from two completely different types of families. You know, Brittany's family was very uh, engaging and uh, warm and, and loving and all of that. And, you know, and I'm not saying mine wasn't, um, but I remember mine was very strict and disciplined. Uh, I was disciplined a lot. And I'm sure, and I know Brittany was too, but the difference I think comes down to Brittany didn't have to be disciplined as much as I did. Um, I was a bad kid. Like, I'm just going to be honest and tell you, I was a bad kid. Like, and this is one of those things you have to be upstanding. The Bible says that where they're upstanding in their community. The truth is, is if you knew me in high school, there's no way you would have allowed me into the pulpit. Because there's those notions, there's those preconceived things that just stick with us. And so the question then, I guess, comes down to as you, as you take, as you read this text again, let these instructions fall unto you. Because God has a work for all of us. Now, I know, and I've told our congregation, I've told our deacons this. God is going to call the next generation of people out of churches like ours. God is working. God is moving. And I remember God calling me into ministry out of the local church. This is how God works. This is how God moves. And we must be sure that we understand exactly how God moves so that we truly understand how God works. And it is something that we truly aspire to. Hope you have a fantastic day and I'll see you tomorrow.